Welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for January 10th, 2011. I'm Allison Cleary, and with me is Tom Maluli, president of Maluli Asset. So, Tom, what are we looking at today? We've got a whole list of stocks from John Dorfman's column. Uh, this is the column that he wrote on January 10th, 2011. And we were just talking before we turned the mic on. I think the basic theme of the article was, if Wall Street loves you, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's that it's a good investment. <clears throat> what Dorfman's trying to point out in the the gist of his column this week is that, you know, sometimes analysts fall over each other to recommend a stock and it may go up or down. It may go up only a little. In some cases, he picked out individual examples where stocks were very highly rated by Wall Street analysts and yet underperformed the market. He also found other stocks that were ignored or rated sell or had very low ratings from Wall Street analysts, and they outperformed not only the rated stocks, but also beat the market in general. And what uh, Allison and I were just talking about was the fact that there's a lot of people in my line of work who are busy helping their clients with their investments. They're busy raising assets and they're busy talking to their clients. They're really they may not have time to do research on individual companies or different investments. So they leave that to the analysts. And I can tell you, as being a former broker from these big Wall Street firms, you know, the analysts, they get frothy at the mouth when they recommend some of these stocks because they think that these companies are wonderful franchises to own. And so companies, you'll call the analysts and say, I don't understand why we still are rating this stock a buy. What's wrong here? And the analyst will tell you, this is a great franchise. They, they're number one or two in their industry. They've got great new products. They've got a wonderful pipeline. They're trading at a, at a decent P.E. ratio. There's a lot of things to like. My reply would always be, but why is the stock going down? And that's really what individual investors want to know. If this company is so great, why is the stock going down? And as we prepared for this conference call today, I wanted to show, uh, first I started going through the list and I said, geez, these companies are terrible uh, in terms of point and figure charts. And then I started looking through the names and I realized that the charts on this list that went up in the past year were all on relative strength buy signals and they all had uh, great relative strength and they were in favored sectors. And the stocks that went down or did nothing last year were uh, stocks that had uh, poor relative strength or were in unfavored sectors. And so what I tell my clients a lot of times is, A, we got to know if the offense or defensive team is on the field. If we don't know that, we shouldn't play. We also have to know which sectors are favored. That's where we want to concentrate our assets. Throwing money into a great company in a lousy sector is just throwing money away. It makes no sense. So I'm off my little soapbox, Allison. Let's let's move on to the stocks that Dorfman brought up this week. All right. Well, um, first on his list is Motors Liquidation. I don't even know why he put this on the list. Motors Liquidation Company is the old General Motors. And this was a company that was basically the shell of the former General Motors, and they used it to dismantle uh, the company. And the stock has just, as you can probably predict, it's just been one long slide. Back at the beginning of 2009, it was $12, and now it's near zero. I, I don't even know why that's on the list. And how about Post Properties? Okay, Post Properties in a favored sector. It's been favored since uh, 2009. The real estate sector, despite what people read in the paper, in Wall Street terms, has done really, really well. 
and post properties is no exception. PPS is the symbol. Uh, a year ago, this stock was trading at $11. It's now at 36. This thing looks terrific. It's, it looks a little extended right now, so I wouldn't be racing out to buy it. I'd wait for it to pull back. Dorfman calls attention to uh, Gabriel Resources that it's doing well. Yeah, Gabriel Resources is a company that trades in Canada. The symbol is GBU, but trades on the Toronto Exchange. Again, this stock did really well in the past year. It gave a relative strength buy signal in November of 2009 when the stock was two and a quarter. It's now trading around $8 in a favored sector, basic materials, on a relative strength buy signal. So again, we've got the right ingredients for, for some success. And what about Kodak? Eastman Kodak, uh, symbol EK, uh, one of the uh, blue, blue chips from a long time ago. This stock has been on a relative strength sell signal. It's been trading under its resistance line for a long time. It's a stock I would have never got mixed up in. And I, I don't think any clients would if I showed them the chart before buying it. It's just a downward spiral. Uh, the stock, believe it or not, Eastman Kodak now trades at $5.50 a share. Well, the next stocks Dorfman talks about were some of the most favored, but he points out that none of them rose by more than 24%, starting with fuel systems. Well, I think he's getting a little picky here in the sense of his timing. Uh, in January of 2010, the stock rode all the way up uh, from 41 up to 51 It's a pretty volatile stock. But by March, the stock was $27. So it really kind of depends where you pick your spots. The stock broke two support lines in 2010. It's really not something that we would want to get mixed up in. It's on a relative strength sell signal. There's far more better companies to buy in that sector than fuel systems. And what about affiliated managers? Okay, affiliated managers is a money manager group. Uh, so they're part of the Wall Street sector, which has been doing pretty well for the past uh, year and a half. This stock, AMG, affiliated managers, is also on a relative strength buy signal. Um, stock is at the top of its short-term trading band now at $104. So I'd wait for a little bit of a pullback, but uh, stock still looks okay. Ancestry.com? Yeah, I, I know when you and I were reviewing this column, he seemed a little surprised that Ancestry.com, symbol A-C-O-M, did so well. After all, it's a dot-com company. But uh, he said that he wouldn't touch it because it trades at like a bazillion times earnings or something like that. But I guess the rest of Wall Street doesn't really care what P.E. it trades at because guess what? Ancestry.com is on a relative strength buy signal. It's part of the Internet sector, which has been favored now for a year. Uh, the company's done extremely well and continues to give buy signals all the way up. So uh, that stock looks good. I think it really is due for a pullback here, around $30, but uh, still a very positive trend here for Ancestry.com. And log me in. Yeah, another one that I think he wants to bypass because it's trading at a, you know, a jillion times earnings or something like that. But this stock has yet to give a sell signal in the past year. The company had an IPO in uh, the spring of 2000, 2009, around $20, kind of meandered for the first few months. But since the beginning of 2010, this thing has been on fire. It was $19 in January of 2010. Today it trades at $47. And guess what? It doesn't look like it's done yet. If you could see the pattern, you'd probably want to own something like this. So again, let me interrupt and, and tell everybody that you know, we're not making recommendations to buy or sell any of these stocks. What we're doing is we're taking Dorfman's recommendations or the stocks that he's talking about and we're putting them up on a point and figure chart 
to try and determine what kind of action we might take if a client asked us about these individual names. Log me in is a really nice pattern. It looks pretty good. But again, I'm going to stress right sector, right relative strength. It's on a relative strength buy signal in the internet sector. So it looks pretty good. And so what I think you're stressing, Tom, is just pay attention to the sector, pay attention to the signals, and avoid mass speculation and hysteria about the stocks. <laughs> That's exactly right. A lot of times we get wrapped up in, you know, in the frothiness of the market and what the analysts are saying. They can't predict the future. And so I don't know anyone who can. So what we try and do is we want to manage the risk and we don't want to try and throw money into uh, basically a Hail Mary pass and something that's really beaten down on the hopes that it may come back because a lot, a lot of times these ones that you think are going to come back never do. And so I think you're really just, you're better off in terms of managing your own investments and your own risk in going into things that are in positive trends, that are in favored sectors, and on relative strength buy signals. Well, with that in mind, we're going to move on to the so-called most despised stocks, um, starting with Allon USA Energy. This stock, uh, ALJ, Allon Energy, even though the oil, favor, uh, the oil sector is now favored, this particular stock has been on a relative strength sell signal since August of 2009 which means that for a year and a half, this has been out of favor. And what relative strength tries to tell you is, look, there are far better opportunities to put your money to work than in this particular name. When a stock or a chart that has a relative strength buy signal, uh, when the market's moving up, those stocks tend to do really well. When the market's moving down or sideways, relative strength buy signal charts tend to just hold their own value. They tend to, maybe they'll back up a little bit, but they won't get beaten up like some of the other ones. Stocks that are on relative strength sell signals, they'll also go up when the market's going up, but they'll tend to lag the rest of the group. And when the market's going down, stocks that have relative strength sell signals get destroyed. They get absolutely crushed. You don't. That's the first thing I'll do when the market flips from offense to defense. I'll go through my entire list of what I hold right now, and the first ones to go are any stocks that have now flipped to a relative strength sell signal. Okay, the next stock is a New York-based money manager. I believe it's pronounced Xena Investment Management. Yeah, their, stocks, uh, their stock trades is PZN. This is a part of the financial sector which has had its problems. This stock is on a relative strength sell signal. So again, it's one that I would really not run out and buy, but I'd probably look around in the sector for other things first. This is a stock that really plateaued. In June, the stock got up to $7. It eventually reached $9. It's now bouncing around $7.5. Seems to have flattened here for a while. So I think there's other places to put money to work. And what do you think about Barnes & Noble? This whole thing with Barnes & Noble and Borders Group, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Barnes & Noble is a pretty big company. However, Borders Group, uh, which is the symbol BGP, which is a smaller company, is trying to make a push to buy Barnes & Noble. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but here's the long and short of it. Both of these stocks are considered retailers. The retail sector has been pretty average. Both of these stocks have been on relative strength sell signals for a long, long time. In fact, when Barnes & Noble gave their relative strength sell signal, the stock was $23. Uh, that was back in 2009. It eventually got down to 12 bucks. 
it's rebounded a little bit here to $16. Borders Group has also been on a relative strength sell signal, and that stock has just been in, in a free fall. At the end of 2008, the stock was at $12.5. It's now bouncing around a dollar. I think it's 80 cents right now. I remember one of the headlines I saw last week on Borders was that they were going to be delaying payments on some of their debt. I mean, that's the beginning of the end for, for some of these things. So relative strength will help keep you away from some of these disasters. And I guess this is, Allison, this is probably a good example of where the Internet and Amazon has really just kind of crushed these you know, these brick-and-mortar companies. It makes sense, although I am also surprised to hear that Borders would take over Barnes & Noble and not seemingly the other way around. Yeah, you but... would think, but it just doesn't, uh, doesn't seem to be adding up. I wonder if that's their own Hail Mary pass. Maybe. Well, the last stock of this week is Sears Holdings. Okay, Sears Holdings is included in the retailing group. Uh, Sears bought Kmart. They uh, Kmart came through bankruptcy. The stock did really, really well in 2006, 2007, when they emerged from bankruptcy because of all the underlying real estate. Uh, now, as a retailer, stocks really struggled. It's on a relative strength sell signal, so it has gone up this year, but it's lagged the rest of the market. And that's really the big deal with these relative strength stocks. They, they do go up when the market goes up, but they tend to move up a lot slower. You can look at a lot of uh, large cap stocks today and see the same picture over and over and over, like Sears Holdings, where uh, the stock has gone up, but it hasn't gone up as much as the rest of the market. Right now, the, the speed seems to be coming through in the mid caps and the small caps. You saw with the examples that we just talked about today, some of the better performing sectors are real estate, internet, uh, some of the other sectors not doing so well, and you can see it in the individual names too. I think that uh, wraps it up. Um, Allison, you're going to be out of town next week. I uh, am. And uh, I'm going to be flying this solo. So have a good trip, and we will talk to everybody again next week. <laughs>